Welcome to The Greg Reed Show, featuring motivational speaker and master storyteller, Greg S. Reed. In this moving hour, you'll hear what some of the top minds of the world consider their biggest successes and learn about the path they had to take to get where they are today. Now, here's your host, Greg S. Reed. And the crowd goes wild. Hey, everyone. It is Greg Reed. Thank you for joining us here on the show named appropriately The Greg Reed Show. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with my work, I'm an author. been published in about 56 books, 45 different languages, and five motion pictures. And I've got the unique honor to travel the planet to meet the most powerful and influential human beings alive and tell their stories. And along the journey, I get to sit down and go face-to-face, knees-to-knees with people that have, you know, impacted the lives of millions of folks, but also have impacted the life of my own life in a very personal manner. And who we're having a guest today is Dave Meltzer. Now, Dave Meltzer is a co-founder and chief executive officer at Sports One Marketing with Warren Moon. We can talk about his strategies. We can talk about, you know, all this great business acumen. But I also want to talk with Dave just because Number one, he's a friend, but number two, the guy actually lives his message. Welcome, everybody, Mr. David Meltzer. Hey, Dave. Hey, Greg. How are you? Always good, brother. And, you know, look, your your resume is so friggin' long here. We've spent an hour just reading this darn thing. But at the end of the day, you've been receiving honors and recognitions from peers and from, you know, everybody What's been one of your favorite accolades? Brag a little bit of uh, something that's happened in the last year or so. You know, my favorite accolade that I won is uh, the Variety Magazine uh, Sports Philanthropist of the Year. And that's huge. the reason that, yeah, and the reason I liked it is, you know, the awards are awards, and yeah, they stroke your ego, but it was the people, as you, you know, you always like to say, surround yourself with the right people and the right idea, but l- listen to this cast of, of winners. It was Morgan Freeman, it was Matthew McConaughey, Seth Rogen and his wife, Lauren Miller, Gina Rodriguez, and Olivia Wilde. They all won awards with me, so if you're going to judge me by the company you keep, that was the highest honor, uh, and then next to that was the Ellis Island Medal of Honor, uh, where we had you know different military and, and senators and presidents and things like that. But that that philanthropic award to me was uh, an ultimate honor, which uh, I still re- really relish in today. You know, one of, one of the common denominators of amazing people I've had a chance to sit and uh, and, and, and and talk with was sometimes they feel like. You know, they're not a fraud, but can this really be happening, right? It's almost like it's so surreal. When you were all standing on stage for the variety, did you look around and go, huh, how did I get on this stage? Yeah, and even cooler, like, it wasn't just me, because I had uh, Warren Moon as my business partner, but he was doing a thing in North Carolina with Cam Newton, so he couldn't even present for me. So I had another dear friend who you know, Andre Reed, the Hall of Fame wide receiver, and even Andre Reed, right, a guy who's gone to four Super Bowls in a row in the Hall of Fame, he was looking around going, Dave, Dave, introduce me to Matthew McConaughey. Dave, I can't <laughs> believe this. Oh my, you know, we both were, like, pinching each other, and it was really cool for me because – Seth Rogen, Matthew, and Morgan Freeman all asked me, hey, can you introduce me to Andre Reid? I'm a big fan. And Andre was asking uh, me to introduce them to each other. So uh, it, it was, though, I pinched myself. I, I have to tell you, Greg, you know, I'm a very grateful person, but I pinched myself every morning 
that I just don't know what I did in my past life to deserve such a, a wonderful experience and journey that I get to live. Oh, there you go. And, and, and I tell you one thing, even your family life, you've got great kids, you've got an awesome wife. Your wife is so good looking, it just only proves that you know hypnosis, man. I have no idea how you pulled that right. out. No, no, yeah. I told you. I tell people all the time, money, money doesn't buy love. It just rents the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned the word ego. And, you know, wherever we go, yeah. you know, ego comes up. So many people have different acronyms, like, you know, edging God out or, or what have you. What, what, what does ego mean to you? Yeah, I use the edging goodness out of my life. And ego mm. to me is an illusion. You know, it's the need to be right the need to be offended, the need to be superior or inferior, the need to be separate, all of the different needs that to me are an illusion that waste so much energy, time, and actually the ego is this beast. I, I, I met a guy, uh, uh, Dave, I'll, I forget his last name, he, he runs the Bulletproof Coffee, but he told me a great piece of advice. He said, you've got to go on the Internet and find a character that matches your ego. Because when you do that, it's a lot easier to overcome the decision-making of your ego. And so I went on the, online, and I found this really crazy-looking monkey, and I call him Cheeky the Monkey. And he has, like, a smirk on his face, and he has hair all over, and he's, like, these eyes that are just insanely crazy. And so I identified my ego with Cheeky the Monkey. And anytime I have one of these needs, these insecurities, the fear, guilt, all these terrible emotions that are attached to your ego, I attach it to, to Cheeky and it's a lot easier to materialize and get out of my own way and just say, this is an illusion. I'm not listening to you, Cheeky. I'm going to live as close to truth as I can. Mm, that's, that's so powerful. It's so interesting, though, how you know, people that aren't familiar with media and the way it works, I'll give you my interpretation of it. What happens is that we spend a lot of time and money and attention to hire people to go out and tell the world how great you are then the world tells you how great you are, and then we believe our own press. That's <laughs> so funny. Right, like right. Crazy, vicious circle. But, you know, Dave, one thing that I can say about you is you live your life of gratitude. In fact, you even wrote a book uh, around gratitude. Would you share with everyone what gratitude means to you? Yeah, gratitude is the most powerful thing in my life. And in fact, I tell people after studying physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics that you easily can change your life in the most simple way by saying thank you or thinking thank you twice a day. So when I wake up, I say thank you. When I go to bed, I say thank you. And why gratitude is so important is it provides you perspective. It makes your past no matter what the circumstances were in the past, it makes your past wonderful, your present even better, and your future even brighter. Gratitude allows you to appreciate, which means add value to your life. You know, how do you take gratitude out of things that go wrong, though? I mean, it's, it's one of those funny things, because you said something like, Everything that happens is kind of a cause and effect, and it's accountability and responsibility or something like that. You said, you know, if you're at a traffic sign and someone's smacking you in the back of the car, somehow it's your fault. I mean, would you, would you elaborate what you mean by that? Yeah, and it's funny that you say it's your fault because 
fault is a liability. And I actually, being a lawyer, you know, I believe that there's a discrepancy or a difference between liability and accountability. So when someone runs into the back of your car, you still should seek who's liable and who should pay damages. The bigger question, though, is what did I do to attract this into my life? And the secondary question, what am I supposed to learn from it? And so even someone like me that had great success coming out of law school, a millionaire in nine months, multimillionaire into my 30s, retired, I lost everything. And I will tell you sincerely that losing everything was one of the greatest things that happened in my life. And I'm so grateful that it happened because I want be able to pinch myself every morning and wonder how I got here and how lucky I am and grateful I am, but for the fact that I learned radical humility from the circumstances that I attracted into my life. And I didn't go to blame, shame, and justification. I lived above the line in accountability. I still sought liability because some people you know, committed fraud on me. They did some other things uh, that legally within the context of law that I should seek damages and liability. But I took and do take today 100% accountability for allowing that to be attracted into my life and learning radical humility from it. I just wrote that down. Radical hum- humility is that's you know that should be your next book right there. That's just a a, a great great word. And, and you know we're we're talking about all the things good that happen in our life, some of the challenges that we have in our life, but even the good things that have come your direction, you don't always take full um, uh, you know responsibility for them. You know, like you you give credit where credit is due. Um, how important is it to have mentors and people in your life that can help you know guide you and you know, lift you up? You know, that's a great question because the biggest mistake that I made in my life and the biggest mistake that other people make is they don't ask for help. You know, I utilize and and quote Ben Franklin that the best thing we can do is ask for help because you then become an investment of others. Uh, Having mentors is the fastest way to success. And I'll tell you why. Number one, you're leveraging the dummy tax that others have paid. So why should I spend 10 or 20 years... Wait, 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 Dave. I want you to say that again. You're, 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 what's a dummy yeah. tax? What'd you say? Yeah, so dummy tax is one of my favorite terms. Is you know you're leveraging when you have a mentor, you can leverage the dummy tax that they've paid. So I'll give you an example. One of the biggest mistakes of my life was I bought a golf course. It went way up in value, and I never asked one person who owned a golf course what should I do. Well, I could have easily just picked up the phone book, called someone that owned a golf course, and said, "Hey." My golf course is worth 10 times as much as what I built it for. What should I do? And I could have leveraged 10, 20, 30 years of owning a golf course experience, and somebody would have told me, sell you, moron. Don't leverage it and buy a whole bunch more real estate in 2007. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and what, one of the interesting things when you talk about mentors and mentorships and the dummy tax is you're not afraid to have multiple mentors in your life. And I always dug that. So, for example, for me, I've got a great tennis mentor who works on my backhand, but I'm not going to ask him about my financial advice, and I'm not going to ask my accountant about my love life. You have many mentors in, in your life in different aspects. Is that not true? Yeah. So what I do is I find the people that are in the situation that I want to be in, that have the knowledge, the capabilities that I need one or have. And I, and I go after that and I specifically ask them to mentor me, like you said, in tennis. And it, you know, it could be as specific as my short game in golf, right? I want a mentor that's a great putter. That doesn't mean I go to some golfer that's the longest driver on the tour. There might be a specialist in putting. And so 
Uh, and then you bring up a good point about having different mentors as well, is that you don't go to these different people because one of the biggest mistakes people make in finding mentors, and I use my mom as an example because she's an extraordinary mentor of mine, but when I graduated law school, I had two great job offers. One was to be uh, an oil and gas litigator for a ton of money, and the other was to start working in the Internet. And so I asked my mom for advice, and the advice she gave me was to take the legal job because she said the Internet was going to be a fad. And at that moment, I learned that, right, nobody loves me more than my Jewish mom, but I learned at that moment in my life that just because someone loves you or cares about you doesn't mean that they're going to be a good mentor, that you need to ask people for the right advice of what they have situational knowledge for that you can leverage. And it's very, because we end up resenting the people we love when they give us bad advice. Meanwhile, we ask them for advice about things they have no, my mom's a substitute teacher. What does she know about the internet? Well, Dave, that, that, that is fabulous. And you know what? We're going to continue that conversation when we come back from our commercial break. We're here with David Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing, a good friend, a great ally, someone that everyone should get to know. We're going to visit his website when we get back. Stay tuned. This is the Greg Reed Show. We're going to be back in a couple minutes with Dave Meltzer. So you stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Greg Reed with The Greg Reed Show with my guest, Dave Meltzer. Now, Dave, we're going to talk about your mom and the difference between counsel and opinion, but do you have a website or some information that we could you know, send people to so they can learn more about you or get a book or something like that? Absolutely. Love them to come to DaveMeltzer.com, D-A-V-E-M-E-L-T-Z-E-R.com. You know, it's interesting. The secret of success, everyone listening, is to surround yourself with people that are getting the results 
for themselves. So, for example, a few years ago, I went to Africa, climbed and summited Mount Kilimanjaro. I did not ask some surfer kid here in La Jolla to drive me up the mountain. What I did is I found the Sherpa, the porters that had climbed it, you know, seven, eight hundred times. Wherever they put their boot print, I put my boot print because I knew they'd make it to the top. When we went to break, you're talking about your mom. You know, she gave you some great input based only on her experience, but it wasn't on, you know, counsel. Like she had no experience with that before. So we have to be careful who and how we're getting our information. How important is that in our daily life, Dave? You know, it's, it's essential to, to know our source, right? To know who we're asking advice and opinion from, right? Everyone has an opinion, but when we want counsel or seek advice, we need to have people that have an expertise. So, you know, Greg, even when I went to write my first book, which, you know, I've been blessed to, to keep selling more and more books every month and it's become a bestseller and it's an evergreen book and it's opened all these doors for me. I went to you, right? I asked a friend of mine, who do you know that's written a lot of books all across the world, bestsellers, is integrated with book agents and distribution and marketing? And and my dear friend instantly said, oh, you've never met Greg Reed. And, you know, from the day that I, you know, met you with radical humility, I said, Greg, I don't know anything about writing books. Can you help me? And I didn't take up a lot of your time. I've always been respectful and concise in what I've asked. But, you know, when I asked you, how do I, you know, I've written the book. It's really good. How do I make it a bestseller? I think your advice was five minutes long. And then you said, how else can I help you, Dave? And our book, when it launched on Amazon, was a bestseller within an hour because of the advice that you gave me. Uh, Many receive great advice, but few actually profit from it. Does it drive you nuts that people come to you and they ask you for counsel insight and then they just don't follow through? I mean, how, how do you handle that? Or are you just don't oh. give it to them again? No, I, you know, it, it, that to me is one of the most frustrating things. And I try not to attract it into my life, uh, but I've separated things. And when people ask me for advice, I really try to do a few things. One, uh, a piece of advice that you gave me, is ask them to do something. It can be send me a paper clip in the mail. And that, believe it or not, gets rid of 99% of the people that are seeking that advice. If you give them something to do, they don't have follow-through, they don't have persistence, and they are just what I call a surface player. Uh, the second thing I do is I ask them to understand the difference between innovation, uh, which is the process or the action of making your imagination real, and then entrepreneurship which is the act of monetizing or making money from innovation. And those are usually two completely different types of people. Very rarely do you have a great innovator and a great entrepreneur all in one. The best teams like the Wozniaks and the Gates and the Jobs, they've all had their innovators. Uh, you know, my favorite story is, you know, I love to go when I'm speaking around the world now and ask everyone in the crowd, I said, who here knows who Maurice McDonald is? And nobody raises their hand. And then I say, how about Richard McDonald? And nobody raises their hand. And then I ask, have you ever heard of Ray Kroc? And everybody gets the picture really quickly that Ray Kroc, at 52 years old, was one of the greatest entrepreneurs, a person who could monetize the innovation of the McDonald's brothers, even to a point where he monetized it, where he bought the rights to be known and named as the founder of McDonald's, even though Richard and Maurice McDonald, Mac McDonald and Dick McDonald, were the founders, the original founders in San Bernardino of this uh, speedy service system and McDonald's itself. 
so big, big differences when people are asking you whether it's innovation or entrepreneurship. And you also are an expert at scaling. Now, for you know, people that don't understand the power of scaling, it's, 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 it's enormous. The whole idea is that, look, if you just start your own little widget shop, that's awesome. But if you're a one-man show, all you did is get yourself a job. The secret is scaling. How can you grow it exponentially and have other people working your strengths, uh, I mean, working your weaknesses while you work your strengths? How do you help people scale? I mean, what would you tell someone, you know, as one of the first things they can do to expand their business? You know, some of the things that I do uh, is a process of uh, bifurcating independent and dependent variables of a business. And so when they understand that there's certain variables in a business that are dependent, let me give you an example. If I have a life coaching or a business coaching business, which I do, one of the dependent variables is me interacting with the client, right? A coaching business is, is a requirement of my time. And so if I was going to scale my coaching business, how do I scale Dave Meltzer's time? So one of the ways that I found with my coaching business is I took kind of the chiropractic approach to coaching. So my deal is, hey, I believe that if I can give you focus homework, that I can just make a little adjustment to you every two weeks, 10 to 15 minutes, and I make that mental focus adjustment, I can get exponential quantitative results, and I can make so much more money than the guys who try to do this coaching, and they spend, oh, you know, and we have shared friends that do this, right? Oh, $6,000 a day, you know, come spend a day with me. And, you know, they're not going to get the quantitative results because that's not how the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind works. Repetitive nature, they have their own memories. Our cells have a memory, which creates efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. Our beliefs have a memory, which create neural pathways that create efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. And then finally, our unconscious energy has the most efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. So I'm actually shifting people's energy by allowing them every two weeks to get a chiropractic mental adjustment and focus homework so that I get quantitative results and I can spend one, you know, if I spend, you know, it's $1,000 to work with me and it's 10 minutes, so I can make $6,000 in an hour every single day where we have friends that have coaching businesses that don't scale. And then, of course, I use the content repurposing exponentially, allowing people to publicly see what advice it is. And I have streams of different platforms with with all types of different usage so that we now can scale the content beyond my time. And so all of these different areas are really a process of learning what are the dependent variables what are, you know, does this business depend on? And two, what are the independent variables that allow me to scale whatever the capabilities are, whatever the capabilities are that we need, want, or have in order to effectuate the monetization of that idea? Power. Just power. You know, when we're talking back, I'm going to go backwards. You were talking about your mom. You're talking about your mom gave you feedback. And the realities are it was based, you know, again, on her experiences. How did, you, how did you tune that out? Because so many people sit there and say, yeah, you can't, you know, what am I supposed to do? Not listen to my mom, not listen to my family, not listen to my friends. Well, you, quite frankly, didn't listen to your mom and you, and you, you, you followed your heart. How, how did you do that and still um, be friendly, hypothetically, and honor your mom for her, her insights? 
Oh, what a great question. Well, first of all, I need to take a little bit of background on this, a little B-roll for you. So I joke around and say, you know, I have your typical Jewish mother, and but she, unbelievably enough, she's a black belt in the martial arts. And everyone's like, no way, I've seen your mom. There's no way she's a... And I tell them, no, she's a third-degree black belt in the martial art of Jewish guilt. So when you talk about <laughs> not listening to my mom, I, <laughs> I was at a huge disadvantage because I'm dealing with some serious years of, of pressure of trying to please, you know, the woman who has sacrificed and reminded me of that sacrifice so much for me and my five siblings as a single mom raising five boys and a girl. Um, but what I learned that shifted that, and, and this really has helped a lot of the millennials that I coach and teach and empower, is that I started looking deeper in what my mom's intentions were. And I started asking my mom simple questions about when I was looking for that job, mom, what do, what do you want from me? You know, what, what do you see for me? You know, I, I know you really care about me, but what, what do you want when I'm choosing this job? Regardless of whether I'm a real lawyer in the oil and gas litigator and making you proud or whether I'm selling internet online, uh, legal research, what's, what's the most important thing that you're looking for me? Cause I know you care. And she said, I just want you to be happy. And so what shifted the way that she looked at my decision, then I was able to appease her. And even though I didn't agree with her opinion, and that's what it was, just an opinion, I was able to tell her that, Mom, I'm taking this job because I believe this is the job that's going to make me happy. And you told me that's all you really want for me. And ever since I took that approach, everything's been easier with not only my mom, but other relatives, meaning people that are relative to me, they don't have to be blood related, but we have all these relatives around us. And I've taken the power away from them controlling my life because I do care what they think in respect to what their intention is towards me. Because if I can align with their intention, I can take care of the, and, and take advantage of the physical attributes of the universe, the technology of the universe, the power of collective intention over individually intention. So what you'll find is most people have really good intentions for you, but we don't ask. We're not more interested than interesting. We don't ask that second question, and then we end up, again, resenting them because we followed their direction or their opinion and end up not happy. And then that makes them not happy for us as well. You know, we have literally, I think, a minute before we're going to go to break here, and I want to set you up on a T-ball because I know there's one word that drives you more than anything. I know you're the power of 10Xing. It's the word action. Um, you know, law of attraction is, you know, what you think about and actually comes to be, but it's the action behind the attraction that makes your dreams come true. you got to think it. You got to feel it, but ultimately you got to get off your backside and you got to do it in 30 seconds. Can you share with us the power of action? Absolutely. Your ideas take you from possibility of thinking what you want and and getting inspired to a probability, but only one thing makes your probability a reality. Only one thing. It's not sitting at home dreaming about what you want. It's discipline, strategy, and awareness. Three action principles you need to get off your backside, not only believe and dream, but make every probability your reality by taking action. And does every action have an equal and opposite reaction? Do you believe that? Absolutely. Mathematically, and that's why you have to be very careful of all three levels, conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, thoughts, and actions. 
There you go. Be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. All right, everyone. This is Greg Reed with The Greg Reed Show. We're with David Meltzer. And when we come back after this break, we're going to talk about, you know, a past life experience. No, we're not talking about supernatural. We're talking about his career with Samsung. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this commercial break. This is Greg Reed on The Greg Reed Show. Stand by. We'll see you soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. Greetings, everyone. It is Greg Reed with The Greg Reed Show. Again, greg at gregreed.com. And you can send me any questions you have for myself or the guests or future upcoming shows or even suggestions, people that we should have or you'd like to listen to or meet ear to ear. I'd be glad to bring them on and uh, bring those topics up. Now, when we left off, Dave, we're talking about past life experience. Um, you know, you've had a couple of them. I mean, yes, you're one of the most renowned uh, top speakers in the entire world right now. I mean, you're speaking on stages literally around the globe and inspiring people to take action and have gratitude. But you also have got a couple ones with Lee Steinberg's company and with Samsung. But I want to talk about the Samsung. You were the first president uh, of Samsung to actually bring the, the smartphone, that, the, the big smartphone to America. Isn't that right? Yeah, in 1999, we didn't even call them smartphones. Uh, they were called uh, convergence devices. You were converging uh, a computer and a phone all in one, and it was actually the iOS that was utilized was Windows CE, uh, which was a Windows-based browser device, and we won Best of Convex back then in 99, 2000, 2001 with something that was cleverly called the PC-E phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's interesting. They always talk about being first to market, you know, back in our day, back in our day, it was always to be the first to market. That was the key. And that's not the case anymore. You know, just like there was a, uh, you know, MySpace and Friendster and, but then all of a sudden Facebook becomes the great juggernaut that it is. It's the same thing with the smartphones. It's the same thing with so many things. Isn't it strange that first the market isn't always necessarily the, uh, the best dash to cash, so to speak? Yeah, it, it is interesting. And that's great insight, Greg, because when I brought that phone to market, the response was it was too big and too expensive. Now, remember, I had uh, millions of dollars of backing. I had Windows as a partner. I had HP with a Bluetooth stylus, which was still an ingenious idea. We had Samsung as the manufacturer of the phone. You know, you couldn't ask for bigger. It wasn't as if, you know, this is some great innovative idea with a small company. These are the real players at the time. But the, the thing that I realized was that I needed to understand how to monetize three things to be effective and efficient and statistically successful. I needed to learn three things to monetize a business like that, no matter who your partners were. So it wasn't just the hardware, and it wasn't just the content, but it was also the access. How were people accessing it? And so when all three of those come about, we have different innovations or first to market for content. So back then there wasn't a lot of apps. There wasn't the ability because of the battery life and the speed and the download rate of getting true internet through a phone in 99. Then the access became difficult. And then finally, you know, the hardware side has always been difficult to be the first to market because not only are you competing with a whole bunch of other innovators out there creating different uh, devices, but you yourself have to create your own competition. I make the joke all the time when I'm speaking around the world, who here has an iPhone 3? <laughs> right? <laughs> so <laughs> a- Apple, Apple's uh, literally 5% of our GP, GNP in America, Apple, their biggest competitor is Apple. And that iPhone 8 is just coming out, and the iPhone 8S is coming out, and they're developing the iPhone 9, and that's their biggest competitor. How do we sell that device one more time? Wow. Just uh, think about that, listening to this thing. Are you creating your own competition, or are you waiting for other people or entities to drive you? And, and, you know, you also ran, you know, a very famous sports celebrity business, uh, Lee Steinberg's company. I mean, how in the world did you land that gig? I mean, you're just a young kid whippersnapper at the time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I lost everything. I, I, after I, re, well, I say I retired after Samsung threw me out because the company became too successful and too big for me. Uh, they threw me out. I got, you know, consulted around the world. I started learning about this idea of manifestation. I started learning about the power of the universe, the laws of attraction combined with my action principles that were already there. And I ended up helping out a friend, not looking for a job. I already already been offered a job uh, for the data division of TELUS uh, out in Europe to make a lot of money. But I, a friend called me. He was representing a, a Showtime reality show with Magic Johnson. And I went up and met Lee Steinberg. I was really excited to be negotiating with and against Lee Steinberg. And within 48 hours, Lee offered me the chief operating officer position of the most notable sports agency in the world. Most people know Lee from the movie Jerry Maguire. He actually co-produced that with Cameron Crowe. Uh, you know, he, it was it was you know, what I manifested for myself. I played sports in college, went to law school, never utilized either, but always dreamed about having that as my career. 
You know, association. We always talk about the power of association is the single most important thing. We're a reflection of the people we hang out with. You and I started a mastermind group, gosh, three years ago. Would you share with everyone what we do, you know, every couple months so maybe they can get the same idea? Yeah, absolutely. So once again, it's a form of mentorship, uh, having an open forum. We meet every uh, two months and have for three years. I've only missed one meeting, um, unfortunately, and it was like taking my heart out missing that meeting uh, because I value who we have in there. We took some of the greatest minds, uh, guys from authors to you know, the guy who founded Ugg Boots to the guy who founded Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, to, you know, multi guy who invented Pictionary. Uh, but we brought all these great minds together, and we bring up pers- mostly personal issues, and the group as a whole, as a collective, as a mastermind, work through our issues, and we leverage all of that dummy tax, all of that experience, and we are open and honest in a quiet uh format that just gives me, it's a two-month chiropractic uh, invigorating, enlightening. I mean, I, I would pay, you know, $100,000 a year to belong to this group because that's how much I, I get out of it. And I know all the other members would do the same. And it's probably the most valuable thing I do, not only for my career, but more importantly, for my personal life and growth. Yeah, what we realize is that most people, in whatever your chosen field of endeavor is, when you're the smartest person in your group, usually you have no one to talk to. You're surrounded by yes people, employees, or whatever. And I'm going to give everyone a little knowledge bomb right now. The secret of happiness and success in your life is to surround yourself with people that you have respect for, not people you have influence over. I'm going to say it again. The secret is to surround yourself with people you have respect for, not people you have influence over, because that's where real growth comes. For example, a good mentor will tell you what you need to hear and not always what you want to hear. And as Dave will you know, confess in our group, not too many people tell us what we want to hear. <laughs> I mean, these are good mentors because right. they're telling us what we need to hear. How is it that you handle great insight from people when it's kind of hard sometimes. How do you do it with a, uh, a positive thank you attitude? You know, for me, it's that, that accountability side is that, you know, listening to, and, and I've shifted the paradigm of this, when somebody says something that hurts, I now pay extra attention to it. I ask myself, why do I feel this way from what he, these are just words. Why is it that what they said offended me or provided you know, a hurtful and attacking thought or feeling in my body, what is it that they're saying that's permeating my, my being, my energy? And I give extra awareness to it because I know that when I'm affected by what others say, that there is a reason that, that I'm affected. There's an impact that that idea is having on my life, and there's capabilities that I have, want, or need in order to overcome or shift my energy accordingly. So, you know, I'll give an example. I used to feel when anyone would lie to me or oversell or back-end sell or question my integrity, it, it would throw me off. And I started realizing the reason was is because I was an overseller, a back-end seller, and a liar. And it's hard for me to tell you that, but I was. And, 
you know, when I started realizing, you know, hey, this is an area I need to work on because it's affecting me and I need to enjoy the pursuit of my potential in integrity because integrity is a core personal value of mine and I wasn't living up to my own expectation and I wasn't living up to the expectation that I had of others. I was attracting more and more people that were overselling, lying and, 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 you know, back end selling me because I myself put out that energy. And when I stopped doing it, I learned and, you know, all of that shift in the way that I looked at things has helped me grow. And I look for when people say something that affects or hurts me, I immediately pay double the attention or awareness because I know it's an area that I need to work on. If you look and see as a great advice, anything that bothers you about other people, ask yourself, what about that bothers me about myself? And you're going to find instantly that that's truly the core of the problem. It's not the other person. We all need mirrors to remind us who we are. It's just an old great quote from a movie, but it's so, you know, appropriate. And I know we're about to go to a commercial break in a couple of minutes, but, you know, you talk about our mastermind group, and yes, it is filled with the cornucopia uh, of amazing people that have done amazing things. However, the one mutual mentor we have is probably the least, quote, unquote, famous person, but he's the most influential in our lives, Mr. David Corbin. And he's got a book out called Illuminate. So that way you ever put a spotlight on, you have to put a, you know, you have to illuminate something so you can get rid of it. How important is it is to cast light on something that you want to go away? Yeah, both of us have learned that from David, right? Is, you know, I went bankrupt and I used to, and I'm very spiritual now. And I used to tell people 10 years ago, if you had told me I'd stand in front of thousands of people and tell them that I've lost millions of dollars and went bankrupt, that I was a moron, uh, you know, uh, just an arrogant idiot. And, you know, that I'm very spiritual now and I believe in the power of the universe. You know, I, I would have never done so. But, you know, Greg, we talk about it. To, to so many people, empower them with illumination. If, if you, for example, had a previous discretion in your life that put you, for example, even in jail, you know, there's some federal white-collar criminals, but you take all the power out of it by asking someone right up front, hey, before we do business, I just want to tell you, you know, I was incarcerated for tax evasion for three years, and if you don't want to do business with me, I totally understand you are saving yourself so much, and it's ironic, but people actually trust you more by saying that up front, even though you've been in jail for tax fraud, than if later on you hide something and they find out what it was. Yeah, it's just being up front. It's interesting. You know, if you go out on a first date and you got a big old pimple on your nose, she opens the door and says, let's get this out of the way. Kill is right here on my nose. You'll laugh about it, get out of the way, and you don't have to worry about hiding it for the rest of the evening. You know, I had a, a book come out called Stickability, and I had all these rave reviews, but one person wrote a negative review saying, it sucks. So I was so embarrassed that my family, friends, and fans would see it, I reversed it. Dave Corbin said, send an email to 25, 30,000 people, which I did, and said, hey, everyone, my new book is out. Everyone seems to love it, but one guy says it sucks. Here's a link to their review. But by putting that spotlight, it hit bestseller again because everyone went to go see what the buzz was about. Sometimes from not hiding can actually bring something out because sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. All right, we're going to go to a commercial break right here. This is Greg Reed with the Greg Reed Show. We have Dave Meltzer, as you can see why. You know, he is one amazing human being. Make sure you visit his uh, website at DaveMelzer.com. We'll make sure we post that out all over the place so you can find it. Again, we'll be right back after this break. 
from our sponsors. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Greg Reed Show. If you have a question or perhaps a comment for Greg or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to greg at gregreed.com. Now, back to The Greg Reed Show. Hello, everyone. This is Greg Reed with The Greg Reed Show. Thanks for coming back and joining us with Dave Meltzer. When we left off, we are talking about our mutual mentor, David Corbin, and he wrote a book called Illuminate. It's about putting a spotlight on something that you can deal with to make it go away. Question I got for you there, Mr. Meltzer, are you, what are you illuminating right now? You know, you're talking about the pimple on the nose, and Corbin, you know, when I was single, he was giving advice on dating, and his illumination that, that I stole from him is I go out on any date, and I, and I start out by saying, you know, I'm hung like Einstein and smart as a horse, and that kind of sets my date on, on a perfect scale of illumination. That The expectation is set perfectly for me. I love it. Can you just put it out there? And, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, radical humility. I wrote that down, and I keep looking at it, on my notepad, it's such a powerful, powerful word. You know, if you don't do something with that, maybe you and I are going to have to sit down together and do a, a co-author book. And, 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 you know, we're talking about technology. We're talking about the first smartphone. Right now, what is your favorite app? I know it's a weird question, but I'm curious. What, what do you use right now? What's your favorite app? Uber? So n- number one, that's a great question, Greg. In fact, I would encourage everyone listening 
to when you meet someone, put that in your list of questions, right? If we want to learn situational knowledge, that's a great thing. Everyone has different backgrounds, and you wouldn't believe how productive and accessible I am because I ask that simple question of many people that I, that I respect and, 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 you know, that are accessible and productive. And so my favorite app that changed my life is something called Rev, R-E-V, and what Rev does it allows me to speak into my phone, it records it, sends it off to Costa Rica or somewhere, and then in perfect English, they transcribe it for me. So for my book writing, my blogs, my speaking, anytime I have a great idea and I just want to, while I'm driving, put on the speakerphone or my headset and talk into my phone and then have perfectly typed out notes, you know, it is the best. It's a dollar a minute. And it's the best dollar I spend because, you know, I do my blog every week driving to work and I'm just ranting to myself in my car and I get to work in about 17 minutes and I have, you know, my blog by the time I'm literally in my office in 17 minutes, all typed out perfectly, then I can just edit it and quickly finish it. Uh, it saves me so much time and it's so productive. And it also is a repository for all of my documentation because it saves it there as well on my phone. Asking for help. I'm going to go right to uh, a core here. You know, so many people's lives, personal business could be increased exponentially if they would just ask for help. You know, do you have a recommendation on how people can do that, how they can get out of their ego, out of their own way um, to do that? Is, is there a, you know, a softer general path or is it just pulling out yourself up by the bootstraps and doing so? Yeah, so there's two ways. Um, and, and it goes along with radical humility. It's funny because people ask me, I tell them, there's two words that sit on my nightstand. There's two words that I put into books in my car. It's on sticky notes. And everyone says, oh, yeah, Dave Meltzer, the gratitude guy, it has to be thank you. It's not because thank you, gratitude is part of my core energy. It's part of my unconscious. I don't have to put thank you. But what's still not in my unconscious, it's not part of my being, is radical humility. And the biggest telltale sign of practicing radical humility is being comfortable asking for help. And so there's two ways that I help coach people in how to ask for help. Number one, the easiest way is to offer help. As you know, action creates its like reaction, the laws of the universe, the technology of the universe. So when we offer and wake up to be of service, to provide value, the natural and energetic attraction to offering help is what can I do for you? That's the easiest way to ask for help is to offer to help someone else. When you ask, is there anything I can do for you? No, I'm fine. How about you? Actually, it's funny you ask. That brings in the second way. I usually ask people for help to, to create or overcome the three reasons people won't help you. One is time, two is emotion, or three is value. It doesn't become a priority. And so what I do is I ask people for help and I say, would it be possible that you make yourself available to me, either by phone, text, or email, every once in a while, I'll be concise, but I have specific questions pertaining to how to make my best book a bestseller, how to help sell sponsorship for my movie, how to learn about my relationship with money, whatever the issues may be, would you be available for me to do that? And they usually mm. say yes if they're capable. 
And then I always said, is, is there anything I can do well, for what, 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 what's interesting is we, when we were at break, I was asking Dave for help for something, and that was exact the process of doing it. And it's really interesting. So many people will ask, uh, you know, that want help, but they're not willing or they're afraid of rejection or whatever they're going through. And, and go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, no, no. Keep going. I, I, you're exactly tracking what I was going to talk about, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Just elaborate, because before I go down a rabbit hole, I've got one last topic. So go ahead and expand, and then I'm going to talk to you about being unattached. So go for it. Yeah, so being of service uh, is really where I wanted to elaborate, and it's the shifting of paradigm of value. And let me give you the mathematical understanding of void shortages and obstacles. When we are looking to take from people, right? When we're selling them or convincing them or sharing a vision, what happens is we set out expectations of what actions we're going to take, and in return, we're going to receive something. And uh, unfortunately, we're human. We're inefficient, ineffective, and statistically unsuccessful. So when we make promises, whether they're personal or professional, we create a void for us to fill. And because we're human, we usually don't meet that void. We, we have difficulty filling the void, even though we have great intention of doing what we promise. In fact, most people will sell you on the point that my objective is to overachieve, to you know, extend and exceed expectations of everything I promise. Well, the truth is we rarely do that, if at all. We're lucky to meet expectations. And so when I shifted the paradigm of value, when I decided that I'd wake up every morning and only concern myself, and this will apply to detaching from the outcome, that simply all I want to do is provide value and to be of service. What happens is I create a void for the universe to fill. And the universe is efficient, effective, and statistically successful. In fact, that's where these statements come from. The more you give, the more you get. Or even mathematically impossible, but when I give, I get 10 times back. That's mathematically impossible. It just feels like 10 times back because the universe is so efficient, effective, and uh, uh, statistically successful. Uh, Power, power, powerful, folks. You know, I I, I wish I didn't wait till the last second to ask you this question, but this is how we're going to have to kind of go out is being unattached. Now, this is something I've been putting into my daily living for the last six months, and it's completely dramatically impacted uh, my daily living. And it doesn't mean being detached. Detached means you don't give a darn, and you're just detached. Unattached means you do the very best you can. You give it all you got, but you're not attached to the outcome. How important is being unattached to your daily living? Oh, it's essential to be unattached. You know, I tried and spent on my journey to try to define happiness. In fact, you know, Chris Gardner, a mutual friend of mine, did the book Pursuit of Happiness, and I started studying happiness because my philosophy was if everybody was happy, we'd have no death, disease, or destruction. That the truth, the happiness, and love, it's void of any of that. It's a higher vibration. It's a higher self that we're pursuing. And so by unattaching, It allows us to enjoy the pursuit of our potential, meaning that so many times we attach our happiness to an outcome. Dave, I got got to stop you on that. And I'm telling everyone, stop what you're doing. Go to DaveMeltzer.com. Our time is up. Like I said, I was taking down a rabbit hole a little too late. This is Greg Reed with The Greg Reed Show. You've been listening to Dave Meltzer at DaveMeltzer.com. 
visit his website, get to know him. I'll put a link on there. Dave, thanks for being on. I love you like a brother, and I'll see you soon. again for tuning into the greg reed show please join greg reed again next monday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america influencers channel we hope you have a great week